Hello and welcome! I'm Joanna Yunak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. In today's program, Will Gottfried Filter will discuss the debate around disposable vapes. Hi Will! What has recently brought this issue to your attention? Hi Joanna! Yes, the other week we published a report by Kieran Sidhu based on current developments and debate in the UK. It's long been known as a vape-friendly country, of course, well over 4 million people there vape, most of whom formerly smoked. But disposable single-use vapes are in the crosshairs. The Scottish government has commissioned an urgent review on disposables, saying it's open to banning them. Liverpool's Director of Public Health has called for a ban, and the posh supermarket chain Waitrose has pulled disposables from its shelves as its way, it says, of doing the right thing. Since our article was published, it's also been reported that UK ministers are considering a new levy on disposables and a crackdown on their marketing. What are people's reasons for wanting to ban them? It boils down to two things. First, the all too familiar youth uptake argument, largely the ubiquitous claims of flavours and marketing enticing youth, though disposables ease of access and use could be added to the list. THR advocates would say that, as usual, youth vaping is being given grossly disproportionate weight over the large numbers of people dying of smoking-related causes. You and I have often discussed that, and we needn't go into it here. But second, and more pointedly for disposables in particular, there are environmental concerns. Recent research, for example, found that 1.3 million single-use vapes are thrown away each week in the UK, including materials like plastic, rubber, copper and batteries. Although recycling is possible, it isn't often happening. And the environmental impact is what has some UK officials calling for bans. Even some THR advocates and people who vape dislike disposables on such grounds. And what are the counter arguments? Well, I mentioned ease of use, and that really is the huge point in favour. Disposable vapes are about the lowest barrier form of harm reduction you can get. You, you pick it up, you inhale, and that's it. Many people interested in vaping may feel put off by the jargon and technical components of other kinds of vapes. I confess I'm a bit of a Luddite, and when I started vaping, that's how I felt, even as someone with access to lots of information, so I initially used disposables. Single-use vapes, especially when sold in venues like supermarkets, are super accessible with low upfront costs. And as Kieran wrote, if someone continues to smoke because they don't initially have a vape they find accessible enough to try, that's a heavy price to pay. The answer then, she suggests, is not to remove access or impose bans that narrow harm reduction options and can even lead to criminalization. Instead, we need better public information, more widespread recycling options, and also companies to develop more sustainable products, as some are starting to do. If followed through, scaled up and potentially mandated through regulation, she writes, steps like these could help point the way to a more environmentally sustainable future for vaping. Thank you, Will. That's all for today. Tune in next time here on GFN TV or on our GFN TV podcast. You can also find transcriptions of each episode on the GFN TV website. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.